from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Do you think that we're turning this into a more polarizing issue than it needs to be by framing it as, oh, there's a battle over helmets? Yeah, I mean, I think the hashtag freedom kind of thing, there's a lot of people that that fall into that category, and they're going to do it because of that reason. Almost to rebel against people like me who might be like, what are you doing? Exactly. Um, yeah, but you know, again, it's it's uh, you're telling me what I have to wear on my body, and you're telling me that I have to be safe for myself. And I think that, uh, th- I think there's a legitimate argument that government should stay out of what you wear on your head if you're not affecting anybody else. I think a lot of people feel that way. Those same people should probably take into consideration the stats, um, which I think favor wearing a helmet, especially in certain atmospheres and circumstances. I'm Sarah Fenske. Motorcyclists are dying on Missouri roadways this year in numbers far higher than last year. Nicole Hood is the Missouri Department of Transportation State Highway and Safety Traffic Engineer. She mentioned that statistic on this show last week as part of a bigger conversation about fatalities being up across the board for Missouri motorists. She tied the increase to a new law which took effect last August. It basically repeals Missouri's helmet law. It holds that motorcyclists age 26 and older can ride without a helmet if they have both medical insurance and proof of financial responsibility. If you look at the unhelmeted motorcyclist fatalities, um, we had two fatalities in 2020 year to date. And right now we're actually showing 18 in 2021. So that's like over an 800% increase. And that is Nicole Hood, the state highway and safety traffic engineer for MoDOT. She also shared statistics with us showing an 800% increase from last year at this time in motorcyclists who were not wearing a helmet at the time of their fatal collision. Nicole's comments had us wondering how motorcyclists feel about the new law and the recent rise in fatalities. And that led us to Justin Adams. He is a St. Louis resident who spends many hours on the road as an account manager for a distributor. And he's also a motorcycle guy. So Justin Adams, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. So what's your motorcycle story? How long have you been riding a Harley? A Harley, probably about a decade. Um, Grew up riding dirt bikes, things like that. So it was always a part of my life. Um, so this is something you've been into for a while. You spend a lot of time out on the road? Yeah, I try to. I mean, when the weather's nice, I'm not one of the people who goes out when it's 30 degrees and bundles up in leathers. But uh, yeah, no, I love to ride. So does this recent 40% increase in motorcyclist fatalities, does that surprise you? I don't know that it surprises me. Um, I was trying to review the numbers, and it seems like it's kind of a small sample size at this point, but it makes sense that they're up. Um, I think people uh, get out there and they want to feel the wind in their hair and and, uh, they're taking some chances. And given the last year and a half and everything that we've been through, I think people probably are operating with a little higher risk factor involved. They want that freedom. I think so. So what about for you? Have you continued to wear a helmet even though now here in Missouri, it's optional for you? Yeah, so I'm a South City resident. I (laughs) I see no reason to not wear a helmet in the city. It doesn't seem like a good... Uh, a good play. Um, if you were to ask me if I would go over to uh, into Illinois and ride in the countryside without a helmet, I'd probably say, yeah, if I feel comfortable. Um, but if, if I'm not comfortable, I'm not enjoying it, and I don't see what's to be gained uh, by doing it on the city 
streets uh, with so many crossroads, things like that. It was interesting, those of us who aren't motorcyclists, I think we always assume Illinois is this blue state, Missouri is this red state. Illinois lets everybody ride without a helmet. Yeah, for as long as I can remember. So I grew up in Illinois, actually. A lot of my uncles, my dad who raised me, all these people would ride without helmets, and I always you know, just assumed that's what you did. Uh, moved over into the city, and I just can't imagine doing it. Um, but I still enjoy that aspect of it when I feel comfortable. And so if you're out there on a certain type of roadway, and in Illinois, they have more of those type of roadways sure. near near Missouri, to you that does kind of make sense that, that that is how it is there. I feel like you try to take into consideration the variables and be objective about it. Um, on the other hand, I think a lot of people look at it as a right or a freedom, and to me that's not objective, not necessarily the best way to go about it. Um, but it's hard for me to say that they're right or wrong. I think they're just taking a risk that the likelihood of it affecting anybody else but themselves is slim to none. So, you know, I don't really know what to say about that. Well, if you're a motorcyclist, we're curious to hear from you. Our phone lines are open. You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. <laughs> now, we did already receive a voicemail about this topic. This is from Stephen. Let's listen to his perspective. If folks don't want to wear a helmet, they ought to fully insure and bond themselves so that the cost of emergency responders is not borne by the general taxpayer, but borne by those persons choosing to take that risk. As an aside, it would be nice if the host and host guests would find a word other than fight to describe all political disagreements and contentions. Thank you. So that's a voicemail from Stephen. I'm thinking about his point there. Do you think that we're turning this into a more polarizing issue than it needs to be by framing it as, oh, there's a battle over helmets? Yeah, I mean, I think the hashtag freedom kind of thing, there's a lot of people that, that fall into that category, and they're going to do it because of that reason. Almost um, to rebel against people like me who might be like, what are you doing? Exactly. Um, but I would say that uh, for a lot of people, when you, when you were required to wear a helmet, many guys would wear a helmet that wasn't DOT certified. It was essentially like a plastic hat. Um, so that was their way of kind of, you know, thumbing their nose at the law. That was a form of rebellion. I'm going to wear a helmet, but it's not going to be a helmet that would actually protect me. Correct. That seems crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, again, it's it's uh, you're telling me what I have to wear on my body and you're telling me that I have to be safe for myself. And I think that uh, there, I think there's a legitimate argument that government should stay out of what you wear on your head if you're not affecting anybody else. I think a lot of people feel that way. Those same people should probably take into consideration the stats um, which I think favor wearing a helmet, especially in certain atmospheres and circumstances. And what about this argument? I believe Stephen touched on this in his voicemail, that this is affecting other people in the the taxpayers are, are covering the cleanup in these accidents, frankly. I mean, EMS guys have to come and, and deal with you if you're out there being stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's something that has to be considered. And, and you know, if the financial cost of people not wearing helmets is such, maybe there needs to be a financial incentive for people to wear helmets. You know, maybe we need to look at it a little bit differently. Hmm. So sort of encourage people to be good. If somebody wants to be bad, you're going to foot the bill if, if you cause something. Sure. You know, or you're the victim of something. Yeah. If you get a motorcycle license, why not maybe say, you know, you can this helmet purchase is a tax deduction or, you know, your insurance rates are going to be this versus this if you if you choose to wear a helmet. 
I like the insurance rate idea. That's that's something new. I'm going to go to the phone lines here. Dave is calling from Illinois. I believe he may have some strong feelings on this subject. Dave, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. I certainly do. Thank you for taking my call. I have a strong motorsport background, so wearing a helmet to me is, is no big deal. Um, you know, I've driven super bikes, uh, what they call rice burners, always uh, – Right now, I drive a ZX-14's world's fastest production motorcycle, but I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't be caught dead on the road. I don't even go out of my driveway without a helmet. But from a safety standpoint, I think there's something far more important. I like to ask young riders or even experienced riders, what superpower, what superpower do you have when you're on a motorcycle? And the correct answer is not I can fly or freedom. The correct answer is you're invisible. And if you don't believe that, you're going to be a statistic helmet or no helmet. Dave, uh, thank you for that perspective. And yeah, I worry about motorcyclists because I see how bad other local drivers are. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, as you said, I drive for work. You know, I'm an account manager. I'm, I'm, I'm here and there. I'm everywhere. I'm in the city a lot. I see people blowing through stop signs, doing 120, and I'm an aggressive driver. I by no means would any of my friends suggest that I'm 10 and 2 and one mile over the speed limit. Um, so I understand exactly what he's saying. And, and I think, again, that he, he's got a, a great position on it for himself. Um, I ride a Harley. It's not designed to be a super bike. It's not super fast. It's good looking. It sounds nice. It's pretty. You know, I, I enjoy the sound of it. Uh, but I'm not riding to do 120 on the highway or anything like that. That being said, our bodies are not designed to hit the pavement at 10 miles per hour, much less 80. Um, so these are all things that we got to take into consideration. Let's go back to the phone lines. Carl is calling from Overland. Um, Carl, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. Thank you for t- hi. Thank you for taking my call. I uh, actually I I don't ride a motorcycle myself, but I know a lot of people who have. I've worn motorcycle helmets, um, tried them on, and, and some of them are quite restrictive. And the people I've known who don't like to wear helmets for them, it's a visibility thing. And visibility means a lot out there. And the other hmm. gentleman was saying you are invisible, but you know, visibility is is a huge factor when you're on a bike and when, when you're in areas where people cannot see you. And I think for most people who would rather not wear a helmet, their point of view, and I understand this, is that if you're on the highway at 60, 70 miles an hour and you have a really bad accident, there really isn't a lot a helmet's going to do for you. And so you need to be able to see somebody coming. That's the idea there. You need to be able to see someone coming. And I think your your avid motorcyclists uh, accept the risk. Carl, thank you for that perspective. I had never thought about that issue. Is there a visibility issue with helmets? I mean, there's a a visibility issue, period, if you're on a motorcycle. Um, But uh, one thing I would say is that I looked up a couple stats before I came on here. I was just kind of curious. And helmets reduce the risk of head injury by 69%. Helmets reduce the risk of death by 37%. So visibility and, you know, unforeseeable circumstances, all these things we have to consider. But at the end of the day, you have a better chance of surviving a motorcycle accident with a helmet. Um, so I think you just take into the, you take all these things into consideration and you make a decision um, and you try to make yourself as visible as possible. You want to signal correctly. Uh, one of the things I like to do, this is kind of an aggressive move, but if I'm kind of in traffic, I'm going to get out of it. So I might speed ahead and you might think that guy's, you know, riding too fast. Well, I'm just trying to get away from all the cars, hmm. you know, and then if you're in an atmosphere where there's a lot of cross streets, again, you know, people blowing through stop signs, things like that. You want to put yourself in a position to be aware, you know, and I don't know that you can do much. It's, it's a risky behavior, period. 
Being on a motorcycle. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think the stats somewhat bear that out. We heard from a lot of people on Twitter about this. Uh, Renee writes, 90% of the motorcyclists I've seen on the roadways lately are without a helmet. That number is higher once you travel into rural counties. We heard from Noonan. He's a motorcyclist. He writes on Twitter, we are one of those always wear seatbelts type of families and won't let others in our car without them doing so as well. We always wear our helmets, so this is a non-issue for us, even on our smaller mi- motorcycle and short trips to the grocery store. I grew up hearing my mom call helmetless psychers organ donors and an uncle that was a police officer and was on scene for accidents. I think those anchored my position. He adds, for me personally, I wear a helmet, but I'm sort of a first, second amendment person, so I respect others and their choice, even if I think it's dumb. It just sucks for our first responders that have to live with the PTSD of poor choices. Let's go back to the phone lines. Um, Alex is calling from Webster Groves. Um, Alex, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, long-time listener, third-time caller. So I have three things to say, basically. One is, you know, it doesn't really bother me that much if people want to wear them or don't wear them, just as long as we're not paying for that, you know, through medical bills and things like that. The other interesting thing that I remember years ago, I saw a guy riding in Missouri who had a helmet on his elbow, and I had to call my biker friends and ask. Apparently, the rule was written that you had to wear a helmet, but not on your head, which I thought was kind of fun. Wow, and, uh, that is, that is, <laughs> that is that's, a, that's a rebel right there. Just just give right. me the ticket. I have, I have friends who race motorcycles but won't ride on the street. They, they think it's on the street's completely dangerous. They'll do 200 miles an hour down the street at Road America, but they won't drive around on, on any street in, in St. Louis. Alex, thank you for that, Justin. Yeah, I have a thought on that. Um, my daughter plays volleyball. One of the things that I've always talked to her about is in sports, it's control first and then it's speed slash power. So if you're able to control a vehicle uh, at any rate um, – you, then comes the speed, then comes the power. If you're a, a pitcher who can throw 105 miles per hour, but you can't hit the strike zone, you're going to walk a lot of guys. It doesn't matter. You're going to hurt people, which is probably a pretty good analogy for motorcycle riding. Um, but, you know, it's it's the control aspect that I think is important. So him being comfortable doing that, he has some experience. He probably didn't just wake up one day and start going 200 miles per hour on a straightaway. But he also has the understanding that his control is limited on a city street. His control is limited when there's a flurry of activity going on around and when there's potholes the size of Rhode Island, which we have a lot of those in South City. We do. You know, so you're going to run into uh, people who have the capacity to operate a vehicle or a motorcycle at a higher speed. They can control it. They can keep themselves safe. You may not look at that and say that that's safe behavior. I may look at it and say, that's pretty cool. I wish I could do that. But if he's comfortable with it and he's able to control it, I don't know that we should be able to tell him otherwise. So, Justin, in our final minutes here, I mean, you're a helmet wearer yourself when you're on those city streets, and that could prevent some deaths for people out there. Um, at the same time, you alluded to the fact that it's it's kind of people like me and my attitude that might make a biker want to take their helmet off. I feel like that's kind of what happened with masks in some parts of this state. How do we stop this from being like that and lead to needless death? Yeah, so, <laughs> like I said, I'm pretty libertarian on the helmets. Um, I think that's a personal choice. Masks obviously affect other people, other people around you are dealing with a pandemic that affected the entire world. Uh, so I think it's the rhetoric, you know, and if you're not a motorcycle rider, you're not going to have a whole lot of say or, or pull. And we have a situation where a lot of people like to chime in on things that they have no knowledge of whatsoever. So I think we need less of that, more objective research. We need you know, maybe you go to the DMV and they, they give you some sobering stats when you get that motorcycle license. Hmm. You know, we need to be educating people, letting people make, you know, an objective decision and not make it political, both sides of the spectrum. 
Well, Justin Adams, I appreciate you joining us today and, and sharing your perspective on all this. It was great to be here. And stay safe out there. Do my best. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.